Welcome to another episode of Let's Hookah. On this week's episode, I sat down with comedian Lisa Lennis to talk about everything from comedy to beauty standards, self-confidence and dating. We talked about differences and similarities in Latinx and Middle Eastern cultures and what's up with Spain these days. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please join my Patreon for more content, comment and rate this episode and follow us. Thank you. Welcome to Let's Hookah. Today we have Lisa Lennis. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. And we finally managed to get working. What's the name of this uh, hookah again? So this is this brand is called Social Smoke. Sponsor her. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. And that's what I was mentioning to you before. Uh, every time people come on here, we're like talking about tobacco and talking about hookah. But then all the topics are usually around like mental health and self-care and self-help. And it's like we're being both toxic and also really helpful. Yeah. Time. Because we're filling up our lungs yeah. with tobacco. <laughs> well, like, yeah, we are. We're breathing. We're exercising. But it's a cultural thing. I don't think people realize what hookah is. Yeah, people don't realize that it is a social thing for us, that it's community building around it. I'll, like, I live in Astoria, so Stanway is like a big hookah, like, strip, right? And I'll see, like, grandmas in there smoking hookah. Yeah. Like, hijabs and everything. And I'm like, bro, what's... <laughs> I didn't even... I yeah. didn't even know. Like, because I'm ignorant, I'll be honest, like, to certain <laughs> things. And I'm like, are y'all allowed to do that? <laughs> well, technically, you're not allowed to smoke hookah either. Anything that like poisons your body, you shouldn't do in, in Islam. But it's also such a cultural thing that no one thinks about it as a sin. Those same women would not be smoking cigarettes. They would be shamed to smoke cigarettes, but hookah is fine. Isn't it the same thing, though? It's the same thing. Yeah. It's nicotine. It's like some people even say hookah is worse. Yeah. So what was your first hookah experience? Ooh, sorry, mom. But I was 13. <laughs> 13. <laughs> and like where I grew up, because I, so I'm born in Queens until 9. 11 my dad was like we're getting out of here i don't want to raise you in new york and we went to north carolina and i was raised in fayetteville north carolina and when i was in uh freshman in high school they opened up this, i still remember the name because it's a little racist it's called alibaba's <laughs> And I was like, oh, at first they were like, oh, it's a Egyptian restaurant. But I kept seeing people smoke out of this. And I asked the guy, I was like, what is that? And he's like, it's hookah. Do you want to get one? At the time when I was 13, I looked like this. <laughs> you were like grown up. I, was, I had titties and everything. Oh, wow. So the guy didn't even ID me or anything. He just gave me a hookah. It was like mint. And my first inhale, I died. I died because they said that people with asthma are not supposed to smoke. You had asthma too? I have asthma. You still have <laughs> asthma? I still have. Am I liable for this? No, <laughs> it's okay. I love, like, listen, I'm such a hood rat now with hookah. Like, I'll never forget the last, my last experience with hookah was my birthday. And before that, because I, I, I quit when I was 25 because I was at that time in college where I was just like, it was finals. Um, I had worked a full-time job and I was out every night, party, 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 because I want to live it up. I want to, I'm at an age where I'm like, I'm comfortable with who I am and my body and everything. And I was out every night, Washington Heights, oh, smoking yeah. hookah, Dykeman, just living it Dominicans up. With the Dominicans. Oh, we're going we're gonna to get into that. <laughs> I feel like there are stories there. Oh, man. There's so many stories there. <laughs> that was your area. Wait, you went to Fordham or? I went to Hunter College. Oh, okay. Is it up there? Uh, no. Where? So Hunter is in uh, 68 in Lexington. Oh, okay. It's Midtown? Yeah, Midtown. Midtown. So how come you were up in Dykeman? Because I'm a hood rat. Okay. I, I <laughs> she needed the Dominicans. I needed the Domin I needed fun. That's what yeah. it is. I do really like Inwood. I think it's such a cool neighborhood. Inwood, yeah. Yeah, like. Oh. They have hookah, they have good food, they have music, oh, they yeah. have... Made in Mexico is fire. Made in Mexico. What I is love it? that. It's a place. So I don't know if it's still open. Yeah. Ooh, the brunch is amazing. Yeah. Oh. It's like lit brunches. Yeah, I always... I had a couple, a friend couple that lives up there. 
because they're very cheap and every time they're like oh wanna meet up I'm like yeah inward I'll come up okay. because otherwise there's no excuse for me to go up there before we continue <laughs> Chansu was like I live in Harlem so I'm thinking oh okay I that, uh, it's Harlem she didn't tell me she lives in White Harlem I live in White Harlem actually I started telling people I live near Harlem because you know when I tell people I live uptown right. you know, they don't think of this neighborhood as like a separate neighborhood it's like it's close to Harlem but it's the white city. yeah I was like this is kind of nice I like it it's a good looking neighborhood it's old white money uh, yeah old white old money. yeah you can you can tell the difference between old and new we're not getting into that no. it's just because <laughs> i can i can vent about old and new money for hours you're, you're a new yorker right like you guys feel that ideally yes because i even when i lived in north carolina i would be in and out summers here so i would stay here during the you summers identify with north carolina at all. um i do and don't like there are parts of me that are like yeah i'll say if I'm, I'm from north carolina but i don't like act like it right. if that makes sense because new york is a nationality right right <laughs> Uh, how does uh, how does a North Carolina what do you call someone North Carolina North, North Carolinian Carolinian <laughs> see I don't even know <laughs> that's how much you're not from there it's so funny I was talking uh, to Napoleon Emil right because yeah. he's from North Carolina and he's like wait so you're from New York and North Carolina and I was like yeah and he goes so you're biracial <laughs> I was like no that's if you're black and white I'm Puerto Rican he's like you can't be all of this at once <laughs> wow okay no uh, women have range they, we can be multiple things we can be sane and crazy at the same that's true right? true yeah I think we're just more complex than men understand i just found it funny he was like you're biracial biracial um, i mean I, I guess technically being from north carolina is so that being in that count as like, like dual, dual citizenship yeah, dual citizenship <laughs> that's what it's gonna end up being you know all these states are gonna I don't, a lot of people believe in it like international I, the only lo- place lawyers that. Yeah, yeah the only place i think that could succeed out of the states in my opinion is new york right about LA. la too but i feel like new york has more money and the amount if you think about it the amount of NY PD people we have our own army that's true actually yeah but those people fight for nothing right they only fight for themselves <laughs> we're not getting into it <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it let's get into it Lisa what are you afraid oh, of oh man <laughs> show us your true New York colors I non-blue colors I have it's I don't have anything against anybody that is a cop right. will I fuck a cop no really I do drugs I can't do that <laughs> don't they though that is true they, definitely they do, do do I feel like they do the second that uniform comes off they're normal people they are and honestly the way that they behave in the streets they feel criminal like i'm saying this as someone who's only lived here a year but when i got here you know in the uk the police is like they don't make you feel uneasy they don't like they don't even carry weapons but new york police just makes you feel uncomfortable they give you a tense yeah and those motherfuckers are slick as fuck i remember i went out one night and i met a guy in a bar and i didn't do anything uh we just exchanged numbers exchanged numbers we talked for a week and then we went on a date and then uh he drove right so i was like oh my god how do you find parking he's like oh i can find parking easily like it's not an issue for me i was like oh you must have good luck and then um he took out his wallet to pay and then i see the badge and i was like oh oh you're a cop Wait, what happened did you say i i was like oh you're you're a policium you're policia. <laughs> you're policia. he was like i don't ever like i don't like he, he felt kind of ashamed saying that oh wow like he's like i don't always mention it was he white uh no i don't 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 put me and white men together i I don't, yeah okay good. I don't date we're, on the same, we're on the same page then yeah same here I don't I don't know yeah. I, I get mad whenever I see like white men try to hit on me really I do we're not gonna defer from the cop story hold on so <laughs> the thing is with, with the cop like I, I was like oh you're you're a, poli- you're a police officer he was like I don't I don't always mention it because I always get like girls like backing away from it or using it as a benefit which I could see because if you're a, a cop and you're single some girl's gonna bag you and try to get all those benefits like what benefit 
Oh, they have yes. a lot of benefits. Being a cop? Really? Yeah. I thought it was very underpaid. Well, I don't know. But if you're married, I don't know the logistics okay. of this. I don't want to sound like I know everything because I don't. I don't but... know. Maybe he just thinks that people desire baggy Like cops. men in uniform? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I always thought police wasn't, like, super well paid here. That's why they're, like, college training. Yeah. Uh, they probably have, like, social benefits. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's one of them. Um, Like, when they, when they, when they die, they get a lot of lump sum. Oh, wow. So, yeah. But I will say this, like, I, like, growing up in North Carolina, I grew up in an area that is military. So, being around military men and being around cops, it's not a, it's not a big difference. But it's always, it's always crazy how women are like, oh my God, a man in uniform. And I'm just like, this is gross. This is, <laughs> this is not for me. It is, yeah. No disrespect to any man that, or, or woman that is on the badge or anything, but it's, yeah. it's not for me. I don't know. Especially, like, during the pandemic. It, mm. it was not a good... No. Like, just how, how assertive they were in telling people what they could and could not do. Like, we're already kind of under so much stress. Why are you making it so... I think not to mark your comment down. I think it's because you're also a person that wasn't raised here. You're not from the U.S. I did the pandemic. Yeah. I did the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, the, I, don't, I know New York cops were probably a bit more lenient than UK cops. UK cops were like, we were literally sit at the party comments and you can't sit why? To be, because the UK laws were like you can't be outside at all unless you are exercising or going shopping. So here they gave us a curfew, and right. anybody that was outside, you had to show identification that you were an essential worker. Right. Um, I remember, I remember one time getting off the Grand Central, and it was five forty-five. Our curfew was seven p.m., and they were already lining. The cops were already lining up to see who's getting on the Grand Central, and why are you getting on the Grand Central at, after? And what would they do if they have proof of being an essential worker? You get ticketed, and that, that's my problem. Yeah. Like, why? People are already suffering. Well, you have to you have to understand that during the pandemic, there was we had a big like a lot of people were just dropping, and the, here this was the epicenter of it. Right. Like because we are a melting pot and we have so many people congested in one area, it spread. So like I, I got COVID three times. Wow! And each of the last time, I kind of deserved it because I was at partying. But the first two times, I was real innocent about it. Like I literally, the first time I got it was right before it became COVID. I had oh, a wow. upper respiratory okay. infection for four weeks and i was like what is this like i didn't i couldn't breathe everything and i was just i was like what is going on and then the doctor told me it could be a, a continuance of covid19 and i was like wow so i got covid19 when it, in that early december before we shut down in march and then the second time i got it was because of the vaccine the first dose because my immunities were still low from the previous but i got it i got the vaccine and then i got covid just going to the smart and that's why there were so many curfew laws and stuff like that but that's actually kind of strange that could have just meant that you got strain because you already had COVID back in December mm-hmm. then you already had immunity yeah. because people who had it naturally had much better immunity yeah well the thing is my body doesn't like I don't like I, my immune system is shot like yeah. everything like if you were to sneeze on me I would get a cold the next day Damn. Okay. like it, it my immune system is shitty and at the time even though I had literally March we shut down I was good brand new still working still moving and then around June July we got the vaccine right. because I'm a teacher I literally had to be first in line for it. That's wild. Even though like, the vaccine probably brought down while your body was trying to fight it, probably just I, caught it. I but, love how we went from dykeman to police cops to COVID nineteen. Yeah. Look at this Tangents. podcast. We're like we're we're moving and grooving, buddy. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with conversing with me. I think is always going to be so unstructured because I can't stay on one topic. It's all tangents. <laughs> just keep going. But yeah, all right. COVID <clears throat> COVID nineteen. Hopefully, we're now fine enough that we just get like continuous exposure to COVID and none of us really it's really it doesn't exist it. now apparently. Anymore. See, the CDC was like I, we had a meeting at my school that was like you don't have to wear masks CDC said well, you don't have to wear masks yeah. and I was like oh okay so what happens in exposure everybody wears a mask for five days the kid that has COVID has to stay home for five days but everybody just gets tested if nobody has symptoms you still stay in the class 
much. I think that's fair. Like, that's why we got vaccinated so many times, just so that we could prevent it. From- and it's also because the school now, well, no, but the younger ones know because they can't get the vaccine yet. But because my class, they're already like four or five. They have the vaccine. They can't attend without it. So it's mandatory. That, yeah. My nephew's like nine years old. And his class, I think a lot of people, a lot of vaccines. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah. I think we're good on, we're good. yeah, on the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about COVID. That was like <laughs> very exciting conversation. No, I'm, I want to know more about you being a hoe up in Dykeman. Oh, man. <laughs> I, so I kind of talk about it in my set. I'm a comedian. So I kind of talk about it in my set where it's like I didn't start dating until I was like 26. Okay. So I lived, I didn't, I don't want to say I lived a sheltered life because I wasn't sheltered. I was still doing uh, other things besides, you know, fucking. Are we allowed to cuss? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're not on the radio. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. Um, yeah. And for me, I was like, you know what? This is like my second year of college. I have, I don't have parents around me. I don't have anything. I'm going to live it up. I'm an independent woman. And I should be able to like enjoy my body, enjoy who I am as a person. I identify with who I am. And the thing is, like, I'm such a late bloomer that I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. You know what? These I, I said this to you before, but when you talk about your these kinds of things, I always think of you as a Muslim woman. Because that's like the things that most girls say. Like, oh, my parents weren't around. Like, I went to college. I started feeling like okay with myself. And I started. <laughs> I took have the hijab a whole off. Face. <laughs> you have a whole face. Yeah, I, I, I in college, like, I joined. Um, I don't want to put too much out there. Why? I joined uh, this club called Hostos, and when I joined the club, everybody it's just, it's a it's just a, like Hostos is just like a Puerto Rican multicultural club. Oh, okay. So all we did was just go in there and play dominoes. It was like a stress free. We could um like it was it's just a room where you could do papers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Hang out if you had like a, a an hour break or something, you can stay That's in the cool. campus. It was it was a good. It was originally meant for like rebellion and like stuff because it was like during the era of like the Young Lords. I don't know if you know who the young lords are it's like the puerto rican version of the black panthers wow really yeah what was it what was there the same thing oh. like separation from the u.s i see because puerto rico is a commonwealth right yeah. and like at the time it was like 1965 it was like the great migration so the u.s was bringing a lot more puerto ricans into harlem and like washington heights the bronx because they wanted the people to work in like uh like factories and stuff like that just get more capitalism into the u.s while the u.s used the ports to export so there was like we want to stand on our own we want independence like we we want our name back basically and it's just it, it got really rebellious right. because there was a lot of attacks on puerto ricans and blacks too this is not just like just puerto ricans because the young lords if it, there's a thing called afro latinos i don't know if anybody knows about that but it was like simultaneously like it became a brotherhood amongst the black panthers as well but yeah puerto rico do you have a lot of afro oh yeah people? okay i know dominicans have a lot yeah um just like Dominicans, you know, and I know black, I know black, I know black like you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you you are black, you're black, yeah, yeah. and and it's because we've like as as a culture we've been so like assimilated and like colonized, colonial, oh whatever, Colon- you know, colonized, colonized <laughs> by like white culture, yeah, if that's even the thing that we like, it's been embedded into the older generations. Like oh, we have to straighten our hair, we have yeah. to lighten our skin just to be accepted by these people, and it's like, no, fuck them. Yeah. Who are they to us? Absolutely nobody. Absolutely. But their beauty standards have just taken over entire. They, they obviously they dominate media. They dominate television. Everything like that. So yeah. their beauty standards are all over. And it's not just like Afro Latinos. There's also like indigenous people. Like the Dainos were taken out completely right, right. by like uh, Europeans when they settled. And so not only we have Taino, we have Black, and we have Spaniard blood. And a lot of people complain that you know, oh, Puerto Ricans don't speak Spanish like how the Spaniards because we. We're rebellion. We're right. we 
we're not gonna like assimilate to your Spanish. I don't want to talk like I have a list. Also, you know, languages evolve, right? You're like so far away from Spain as well. Why would they expect to maintain their original? Like, yeah, and it's never right itself. Yeah, and like let's look at Spain. They have Catalan, and They're like not even that they already in they're independent now. They separated. They succeeded out of the the Spaniard Catalonia. Yeah, no, 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 they're not. They're not. I thought they were. They're under the Spanish rule, but they have their own agency. Oh, okay. So they I have agency. They, okay, but they're not in. The, they want in the fighting for a while. They have their own language, yeah. laws, money, and everything. Their schools are taught in like the Catalan language is taught. So then, for there's the Basque country, which okay. is which is like anything different from Spanish because they were people who live behind mountains, so they didn't have access to Spanish. Grew, so the Basque country is considered independent and different, but, uh, and they don't accept Spanish flag. Um, but they don't. They're not. They don't have agency. Yeah. Those are like, 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 like them. That's good to know. I have a student this year that's Catalonian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From what part of? I don't know. I they just told me that they're from Spain and they're like like they're they don't want they're not they don't want him to be called Spanish because he's Catalonian. Yeah. yeah. And I was like I tried looking up children's book in Catalonian to make him feel comfortable and everything. That's fine. I know one sentence in, in Catalan. Uh, I have some friends from Barcelona that taught me. Mm. It's la bella is la bella. The That's beauty a, is the beauty. No, oh. bella is money. So oh. apparently in Spain, Catalans are known to be kind of like, oh, yeah. with their money and they're like. That's why know. they're so rich. Are they? I don't know. They're like yeah. they're richer than Spain. Like yeah. Barcelona is like the cent the business center of Spain right yeah. now. So they're doing really well. They're growing really really well. Who knew? The power to them. You know. Uh, this, yeah. is, this, this podcast so goes from so many different <laughs> point of views. I'm I was like, oh, I'm ready to tell my whole stories, and here we are just talking politics. <laughs> I mean, politics is a part of life. I hate when people say I don't do politics. Like, means you have no opinion about life. I don't. I'm apolitical. You're apolitical. Like, does that mean you're not Democrat? Everybody's Republican? like, oh my god, are you a Democrat? Are you Republican? Are you independent? And it's like, bitch, I'm a I'm an Aries. Leave me alone. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like you Aries. I can see that. I can see that. I just for me it's just like I, I'm more of like, like if, I don't know if you know it's like I'm more of a history buff like I love knowing certain facts but is that not in the context of politics that's it the is, thing right? if you're apolitical I say this about atheism as well you have a belief in something because you're declaring as something that you don't believe in so you have the belief you yeah. know the belief yeah. but you don't want to accept the belief right yeah that's true That it's all in relation to something yeah. else so okay let me ask you something you said you're not Democrat Republican uh, but you have beliefs about like political structures like do you believe that healthcare should be free um, oh, education should be free yeah, of course. So you're political then. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is like I, I have certain beliefs, but it's just like I'm not going to sit here and be like have a, f- a five hour conversation about all oh, the Democrats and the Republicans, the Green Party. And it's just like it's not for me. I can't do that. Right, no. I'm not going to sit here and talk politics, even though my degree is in political science. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I can't do that. Yeah. Even on stage, I'm like I steer so far away from the political shit. I do not want to be bothered with that on stage. I, I get that. I, I see that. That's also, you don't need to be defined by ID system, right? You can just be like, these are the thing beliefs I have. Like, I would say that about myself. I call myself a socialist, but really, the most socialist thing about me is that I think education and healthcare should be, I think, tax everyone, especially the rich. No one gets, no one yeah. does not get taxed. That's my, that's the extent of my. I haven't paid tax, actually. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm harboring a criminal. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. So, okay, I'm, I'm really curious about this time in your life where you're like, now. Now I'm away. I'm gonna. I feel better about myself. I feel good about. My, I'm gonna explore this. So it, the way that it began is because I lost a lot of weight. Okay. And like, of course, like social beauty standards. I always thought, oh, I'm not gonna fall in love because I'm, I'm big. Oh. No man's gonna love me, right? That's a fucking lie. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to fuck me, and it's crazy. 
I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, it was, it's so funny. I always say this. I remember the time I walked into that club. I walked in, every guy was like, who is that? Yeah, because you're so pretty. Oh, like thank that's, you. Yeah, for sure. That's, I think, all, I also love the way that New Yorkers feel about like, beauty is different. Everybody's different. Everybody has a preference. And that is who you are. One thing I will say, because we're talking about it, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm so confident. I'm so sexy. I'm not. It took me a while to learn that because our beauty standards, bigger women are set to see as a fetish versus being loved. And it took me years to like go up to men and be like, I'm not a fucking fetish. I'm a human being. Because the, the whole term, oh, BBW, plus size, this and that. Mm. I hate that. I hate that. I'm a woman. That's it. I identify as a woman. I have, I like, that's who I am. You don't have to, oh, you're so, you're such a beautiful BBW. I love BBWs. And I'm like, yeah, stop. Yeah. You're fetishizing me right now. And I hate that. So it took me a while to learn to get out of that bubble. Because I will admit, like, right in the beginning, I hated, I hated everything about being a bigger, a bigger woman. And it's because social beauty standards were, were sought to be like, um, you're like, shouldn't eat so much. And it's like, I don't, I don't eat so much. That's why I'm fat because my body is holding all that mm-hmm. food in for nutrition yeah. because I want to lose weight. And I thought, oh, if I don't eat, I'll lose weight. And it's not like that. Oh, you should, you should exercise. I do exercise. Matter right. of fact, I, I exercise five days a week. Yeah. There's not a day I don't take off. Wow. The, and there's like, oh, you, and my favorite one is like, oh, she's a big girl. She must not care for herself. And it's like, when have you ever not seen me not pretty? Never. So it's just like, do you think, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm like wearing sweats and I have my hair we up. We all do. Yeah. yeah everyone does. Yeah. But it's like, there's not a moment where I'm not like, I'm ugly. No. Like, it's like, it's crazy. Bigger women are also told, oh, she's big. She must be easy because we have no self-esteem. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's like, no. I mean, I'll fuck you, but I'm not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for me, not for I you. I do it for me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah that's that's hard like those are a lot of things to be dealing with actually um, I, I definitely see all those stereotypes about bigger women They're, it's like genetically we know that's not true like scientifically we know that's yeah. we know that some people have genetics that they hold on to and, yeah. and it's an evolutionary thing right like we come from people who maybe did not have good days so they had store more yeah so ge- genetically evolutionarily you're better you're better married. and it's also culture like different cultures see bigger women that's like true. in my culture no you are like you are literally bottom barrel Really? Yeah, because I'm Puerto Rican and Colombian. Colombian women are known to get BBLs, plastic surgery. Like, that's our number one thing. We're known for that. Why? Because beauty standards. Yeah. Puerto Ricans, I, I don't know a lot about my Puerto Rican side. I just know, like, the history and stuff like that. But I can only imagine just growing up Latino and um, just, I'll, I'll, I'll use this personal example. My sister is five feet tall. She's white with freckles and blonde hair. I have curly hair. I'm much more caramel. I have dark eyes and I have freckles as well but I'm 5'7 and 200 pounds right and it's not my parents are like you're not, are you gonna lose weight you're not gonna find a husband like that yeah they're like well, you gotta lose weight you gotta find a husband yeah. and it's like mom I fuck everybody <laughs> I can have a husband by tomorrow it's not a, an issue for you me well yeah no cause I had a, I had a, I, this is another thing I trained my parents out of that mindset you're not smoking you know I know you're talking but that's fine I'll smoke yeah smoke sorry <laughs> I trained my parents out of that mindset you have to yeah. because they have that embedded in them from period like previous generations that mindset where it's like you're you're only beautiful if you're skinny white blonde with blue eyes you are considered a porcelain that literally say that porcelain doll yeah and it's just like it's crazy because i see a lot of moms now which is amazing and are like and like let uh oh, i've been saying latino latinx culture sorry is uh, latinx latinx <laughs> latinx i mean culture. you're the one that that word affects so uh, honestly that word was it was given by white people so i don't you I'm think like, so yeah, I feel okay. like we're not going to get into that right Let- now. <laughs> 
because that that is a whole other show see look you're trying to stay apolitical but no one can i know see? that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah, you have a belief in something absolutely um but yeah a lot yeah. of the culture is evolving out of that mindset because we're teaching our daughters that one you are beautiful you are smart you can rule this world you have the rule the world in your hands now let's let's rewind 20 years ago who was number one in our culture j-lo look at j yeah. j-lo's like uh, like ideal look at shakira look at mm-hmm. sofia vergara um who else Penelope cruz right. and now you have which i love you have bigger women now on television taking on the role as like the love interest right. i love it um there's a show called gordita chronicles which is based in the 80s and it's about a dominican family coming into the u.s and living in miami and um my when i started watching it i was like they're gonna they're gonna say something about this girl being fat i already know it and i i started getting like i was like i'm gonna prepare myself for trigger warnings not one episode mentioned her weight Wait. not one episode mentioned her weight and i was like that is insane and that's how you know we're moving as a, like a culture we're moving on past that yeah um we're embracing our dark skin our curly hair natural's the new thing now natural's the new thing one thing i love that my sister does because her daughters are uh mixed they're dominican and puerto rican so she's she's white puerto rican and her husband's black like afro latino and she's uh putting like she's getting dolls that are black she's like telling them that you know your hair is beautiful you don't need to straighten it you have beautiful curls your skin is beautiful that's one thing that we've like i've never saw growing up right and she's putting it into her daughters which is amazing that's great Good for her. and i'm not saying this as a bad thing about the colorisms and like beauty standards of our, of my culture but it's just like we're just now going past that and we're like no we're women we could be doctors we could be firefighters even outside of latino culture like we're progressing out of that yeah i mean it's like, like that look at me Middle i'm in a crop top where would and I, I yeah exactly yeah. wear whatever you want if yeah. i do this in front of like an older woman she'd be like you're showing everything mm-hmm. are you not ashamed that's great yeah and i think in europe where i grew up it's still that way mm-hmm. and in turkey where my family's from the middle east it definitely is that way still it's you know unless you're like size zero they treat you like you're and that's like you see that in the tv show love interests are always like everyone is so fit on tv in turkey the women mm-hmm. you're like i've been to turkey yeah. this is not what people look like why is everyone looking so light-skinned with like platinum blonde hair that's been dyed it's still like that death. in novellas too in novellas there's not so you're not representing real people yeah. right yeah i watch novellas on telemundo and i'm like i've never seen a white blue eyed blonde hair mexican in a day in my life <laughs> The Mexicans I see here, they're like 4'11". Right. Brown, Indian hair. Like, it's just like, it's that's so not what I see. Yeah. And I'm like, where are you getting these people from? And then now, is like, I'm just like, I wonder how the new novellas are going to be written. What? Like, I I watch uh, House of Cards. House, House of, of Cards? Cards? The Spanish one? The bank robbery? Oh, Paper Paper House. No. Yeah, is it Paper House? What is the... I just know the... the I know it's called Casa de Papel. And yeah. that's Casa the Spanish the yeah. Spanish version. But I think it's called something else in English. Because I saw it, my Netflix shows everything in Danish so it's because uh, it's my brother's account it says paper house shout out to your brother <laughs> yeah my brother's been paying for my Never Netflix my, bro- my brother's been paying for Netflix for like 10 years he's like you're a professional you could pay for your own Netflix I'm gonna cancel this I'm like no yeah you but can't. you're here with me you're supporting my exactly <laughs> what is $17 come on bro exactly like you're you're an engineer you're doing well you have a house you have a car really this is where you you decide you're gonna be I could say the same thing my sister smooches off of my Netflix and my HBO and I'm really? like word you know just the thing is I have been 
on my own for a very long time, for like 10 plus years. And for me to have a Netflix account that you can share with three people and to just be me, that's sad. Like, cause you know. It'd be your own blood. It'd be your own people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, dog. No, um, I just, I love how as a culture, we're like moving past this. Will I say we're completely out of it? No, because bigger women are still being seen as a fetish, but it's coming more. I don't know. I don't know if you can like see it when you walk the streets, you see bigger women wearing crop tops and like. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a New York thing for me. And I find it so cool. And I was saying that to people, actually, my friends who always ask me about what I feel about New York. And I was like, I hate it. But one thing I would say about New York that's like outstanding is that you can be whatever you want and wear whatever you want. No one bats an eye. And I love Nobody it. gives a fuck. No that's cares. why. We literally mind our fucking business. Yeah. And well, actually, so this is what drove me to being like doing whatever I want. I had one day, this was my first year, first day of college and I took an Uber, right? And it was a Spanish lady who had drove me to, to school, right? She tried to sell me Herbalife while in the Uber. Wow. And I was, I, it was funny. I'm not going to lie. That is I've been so funny. I've been writing that bit That, that seems a like a bit for me. That seems like a bit. I was like, this is a good bit. <laughs> but she tried to sell me Herbalife. And if you don't know what Herbalife, Herbalife is, it's just like a weight loss system. And it's a, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just unbeknownst to me how the woman was like nonchalant about it. She's like, do you want to lose weight? <laughs> and she's the Uber driver? She's my Uber driver. You, did you give her a low rating? I literally, I got off that, out of that car and I was like, I want my money back. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. I want my buddy back. I'm not tipping her at all. And I was like, you know what? People like that, fuck them. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, we're on this earth for a certain amount of time. Why am I holding myself off? I should be fucking right now. <laughs> and that's how the butterfly effect have. Like, the, the spreading that. of the wings. That's such a good moment to be like, I, I feel that way too, yeah. you know? We're here for such a short time. Why be so miserable all the time about things that sometimes are not in our own? It's also two months after that I went to my first open mic. No way. Wait, you were... Did you say you were just starting college then? No, it was my second, like, uh, juice, sophomore year, okay, first day. Because okay. I remember I did one open mic years ago. Never came back to it until my senior year of college. So I did uh, the Creek and Cave. I did one mic there because the guy I was talking to was like, I know you like comedy and how you always like wanted to be a comedian. I put your name in the bucket. He was like, I don't care if you bomb or anything. I just, I want you to like see if this is something for you. I got on stage, bombed horribly. Like it was so bad to the point I just dropped the mic. Mind you, it was only three minutes. You know how little time is three minutes? It's so little, yeah. But when you're first starting off, it's like you're you're shaking. You're like, what am I going to talk about for three minutes? And now I'm like, I only get three minutes? What the fuck is this? Yeah, that's just offensive. You get three minutes now. At any any mic, because you can't run no material if it's three minutes. I'm like, I need a mic that gives me five five to seven minutes. And um, I don't even do mics anymore. I don't even know why I'm saying that. Sorry. Yeah, but but that should be the standard. It should be five. Yeah, and um, I miss you, but you do. You I miss do. the mics. No, I miss the guy that uh, that he was kind of like my first fling. Fling. fling? He yeah. wasn't like, you like no. I didn't lose my virginity to him. Okay. If that's what you're asking, are you asking that? That's not what I was asking. Oh. But thanks for sharing that. No, um, he was like the first guy that made me feel like you know I'm actually I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm beautiful and yeah. I deserve to be loved. Oh, that's that's so lovely. Yes. Shout out to Casanova. If I remember is. his name. <laughs> He clearly had an impact on you. He did. He's, he was such a sweetheart. He was like, I just want to see you, like, give it a try. That's cool. Was he a comic? No. He was and I think he was going to school for accounting. Because I, I know he, he we met in my um, algebra. And um, he was like, I just want to, like, he came up to me. He was like, I don't want you to feel weird, but I think you're so pretty. I think you're so attractive. Can I get your phone number? And at first I was like, are you talking to me? And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, are, are you sure? 
<laughs> I was like, uh, say yes to confirm. Wow. I'm like, because I was, I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, a man just hit on me. That's crazy. When did you move? When did you move to New York? So I moved when I was 21. Okay, so you had not still like yeah. I was like just people. working hard until I got into a college. I see. Yeah, once you let, well, it's it's crazy how once you let yourself be loved and appreciated, it just kind of opens up. right. But when you're closed off to people, no one approaches you because you don't give off that vibe of being. I'm also at that phase now where I'm really closed off. Like I have like my roster of guys that I tend to go to now because I don't want to see myself in a relationship just yet. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because dating now sucks. I don't know it if does, you've noticed. Man, it's the worst. Trying to date and it's so fucking. I literally uh, I broke up with one of my boy- one of my boyfriends. <laughs> Um, no, I just, I wanted to start something back up with a person and I was just like, oh, I'm an idiot. I don't, I should have never gone and tried to start something back up with that person. Cause we, um, I don't know why I was handing you the mic. <laughs> No, like, uh, I, he came to one of the bar shows I did. And as we were still friends at the time, he went to one of the bar shows. And as I'm doing my set, he's asked the bartender for her Instagram. And I was livid. I was so angry. Oh, wow. I was like, how dare you? I literally just told you how I felt about you. And I was thinking about like starting something back up with you. And you do that. That's hurt. I was like, you don't care. You don't care. You don't care about me. You don't care about us. Damn. And then I had to think, I was like, bitch. What'd you say? What did he say to that? He, I blocked him before he could answer. I'm a okay. big block. <laughs> yeah. I am, I'm big on blocking. Same here. I literally am just writing a bit about blocking. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You I can start blocking. a conversation, right? Start an argument, and then you send your rebuttal. Boom, send. You wait until they see it. Block. <laughs> When you start seeing those three little bubbles, yeah. block. I don't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. I'm done with you. Just sit there with whatever answer you have and, and tell it to yourself. I unblock them three days later and I'm and I'm just like, so you really, you really not going to look for me? Wow. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> you didn't come and find me wherever I am. You didn't, Damn, you didn't, you no. didn't start a fake account. Try to check up on me. And that is some That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I love gaslighting and manipulating men so much. They're so easy. They're so, men are stupid. Okay. They belong in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> hey, I don't. I don't know what it is. It's just like ugh, you're so easy to manipulate. You could literally just be like, I find it funny how, and then they're already stressed. If you just start with that, they're already find it kind of funny how, and you already that, have the that, stress. That's that a trigger the warning for them. You know what I do when I want to stress someone out? I just, uh, on, let's say we, we're having dinner. I just sit down and say nothing, let them talk, and I just smile like and just look, and then I can see them getting stressed out. I'm not engaging in conversation I'm like really analyzing what they're saying and they get so- and I used to do that on first dates in the UK I used to always because I would know who has like who's confident enough to deal with me and who's just like tending to be confident. yeah that's not manipulation that is you like showing your dominance I was the yeah I do you're that sh- a lot you're, you're showing that man uh you also, I also have the big dick okay? right <laughs> That's I love that. I love that. (laughs) Some of them fall apart, man. They start like mumbling. They can't have eye contact when you do that. It's like that's a good way to just weed out. And then some people call me on it, and then you know I know that oh, it's someone I can like Like, deal with. I read. I think since I'm a comedian, I read body language. Like I look how the man is looking at me, how his body is. If he's arms crossed, he's stressed. He's not open right now. If he sits down with his arms like to the side of the table, he's like open to the conversation. But at any moment, he could be closed off. Like he knows something's gonna happen. 
a guy's like chill like this, I'm like, somebody's, somebody's a little confident today. <laughs> do you try to break this? them down? Yeah. Do you, yeah. <laughs> Challenge I, accepted. <laughs> my first boyfriend, he would come and he would like just sit down next to me and he would just like talk to me this way. And I was like, do you have a good day? Who's putting that smile on your face, huh? Because it's not me. I know that. And he's like, oh, here you go. You're going to start a fight. And I was like, no, I just want to know what. Why is he so happy? Is it my presence? Yeah. And it was just, I'm bad. You're difficult, hey? I am. I'm, let me tell you something. You have to have a big set of balls to deal with me. Are you finding the watermelon? Oh I know. So with watermelon flavor, yeah. here's why I was like, it gets me sick in my stomach. When I broke up with my first ever boyfriend, mm-hmm. I smoked watermelon hookah for three months consecutive, like back yeah. to back to back. Like I would smoke it in the morning and afternoon at night. Oh my God. And so when I stopped smoking hookah and I started, like I would just do it socially. Like right now, like I don't do this all the time. So when I say I get sick to my stomach, it's because I'm getting memories from that breakup. That, that oh, trauma. I'm sorry. So this is like triggering. Okay. This is smooth. Oh, good. Yeah. I know there's some watermelon uh, hookahs that are like so strong. They're very strong. And yeah. first pull, I'll be like, yeah. I, can't, I can't. This is like a different, because it's a different brand, they do it differently. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay, good. You, you're feeling good about that. Yeah. Well, um, how's your dating life now? It's you, you trash. going through the roster? It's still, it's trash. It is. And it's, it's it, I, like, I, 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 I'm confident to say this. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not lonely, but it's like, I do want somebody mm. but it's like am I ready for it you know because right. I feel like if I want a relationship I know what I have to do but I'm not looking for it you know and you know you don't always need to right now you're doing you you're fucking killing it out here oh, you're doing you. so well and it's like sometimes it's nice to have your own time and yeah. do things your way I mean don't get me wrong there's not a moment I'm gonna deny a dinner and a date you know right. I'm not gonna deny I'm not gonna deny a free meal what's wrong with me no one do does. that yeah. like, I don't know I don't know who does there's maybe people who have trust funds I'll never say no I'll never say no to a man that wants to be in the same room as me makes the effort is consistent doesn't give me just it he gives me knowledge he gives me strength you know he's the ideal equivalent i'm not opposed to that but am i looking for it now not really when i'm ready for it it'll come it'll come yeah i always say that if it's not for me now i know why for sure yeah because i'm not ready for it how do you feel about comedy now comedy right now i'm four years in and well technically two years shows two years mike if that makes like you know you know what i mean and two years into mics and i've like i've gotten a a couple of good gigs like yeah you have anything coming up soon uh show wise like me producing no i'm taking a little break from producing really yeah i know i'm known as like the producing yeah, queen you've been killing it yeah but i'm taking a little break because i, I just need that stress off of me i don't so mind I, just doing spots yeah and also i'm trying to get past yeah at some clubs yeah that's that's cool yeah and you you're going at a i think a steady pace right it's like it's, i tell people this all the time you're in your own journey yeah this is don't i used to do this a lot i used to compare myself to others yeah. that I started with. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. They're getting there and I'm not there yet. Yeah. Or like, I would, I don't know, I would just overpower myself. So like, overwork myself. Like, oh, I, if I if I do this, I can also do this, do this, and this. All, all, all at the same time and it's just like, take a breather. Yeah. Just work on being a killer. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's like a time to do the thing, some things and time to some other. Like producing in the beginning when you're doing shows, it's good to have that because, you know, you use a different muscle to do that. You learn a sh- about shows in a different way right how to produce it how to put on the best lineup and how to host well yeah. and and then when you've done that for a while you start going back to and yeah comparing yourself to others never helps yeah it just stresses you out it stresses you out you're and you start getting envious or people see you as envious like i've i've gotten to that nar- where like people have written a narrative about me and it's just like you don't even fucking really? know me yeah people will literally be like like they would see things and they'd be like are you 
jealous and it's just like no i'm stating the obvious right and it's not a it's it's different narrative that you're creating now and it's just like i've learned to like keep my mouth shut and not every if anybody that's a new comic not everybody that you start with you're gonna end up with yeah and a lot of people also just quit right? not everyone stays in comedy yeah some progress really fast some move away i don't know it's just like i also find yeah. it funny people are like oh because i don't post that i'm on shows and stuff like that they're like oh you're not working i was like i am working i just don't care for everybody to see my progress yeah uh, yeah i think in new york that's a real thing where people can't show that they're on shows to to, to they prove look something busy. They yeah look busy so that they can be busy. yeah that's what i've heard say. you have to look busy so it yeah. makes you look like you're in demand yeah like, who cares i have the shows i have and i'll post when it, and when it's I also post. like some of these people that post that they're on this this show it's just like dude you're on the same show at the same club every fucking right. relax just yeah. enjoy your enjoy your like your career yeah and have you felt that been sorted about? how do you feel about the male comics out there you're tight oh you already know my favorite male comic yeah. i think he's everybody's male favorite. like jerry waters oh, is it jerry waters yeah, yeah. Uh, he's everyone's he's like favorite. the godfather of comedy he is uh jared's been like that my like little like advice whenever i feel stuck on a situation or something i go to jared um i have like other like comics that i usually hang out with all the time like gina brion and like jj matisse like i don't try to put myself in a clique as much right. even though people are they're like oh we see you the same people it's just like that's because it's just you make the friends you make yeah. the friends you make but don't get me wrong like i'll go into any comedy show and make friends with them too i will say this a lot of people a lot of men have come up to me and be like you know what at first i thought you were intimidating and i was just like why well, i think that because i'm fat <laughs> Is that what he said? I said that. I was like, you think I'm fat? Makes me intimidating. And they're like, no, because you could just, your energy, when you walk into a room, you just feel strong. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I love, can see that. I love that. That's another thing. You're, as a comic, you're entitled to have boundaries whoever you want to have boundaries. It's not your responsibility to feel a certain type of way about how they feel when you put your boundaries. No, that's true. Yeah. And that's not just as a comic. Right? That's people just will as see a it as you being like negative towards them. It's like, I'm not negative towards you. It's just, I can't fuck with you anymore. And because the, it's, it's a male driven industry. As females, we're not be gonna be accepting that. No, no, we're not. Especially no. women of color in comedy. What? Absolutely not. No, Lisa, I could talk to you forever. Where uh, people find? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, damn underscore Lisa D A M M N underscore L I S S A. You want to plug anything? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Just I'm find from Queens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on John Sudistat C A N S U D I S D A T on Instagram. Please follow the podcast. Join my Patreon and watch the episode rate the episode give us five stars all of that good shit thank you for watching and listening